crack open some Steve Wazers. This is tall. Hell yeah. Shit. Can, you do, can, you do, can you do a... You don't forget to talk to the mic. Oh, yeah. You usually have, like, the pull down. Oh, yeah. Table. No, that's fine. Yeah, I'll remember. This is the easiest. Do you do... See the do you do uh, it's one of those days. What? Do you do Austin impression? Y- y- sure, I'll do. No, I could start. You don't do an Austin impression? Like What? No. Yeah, my voice is thrown from <gasps> What? Tell me about it, kid. Talk to me. Yeah, uh Cutshaw does a great Austin impression. Yeah. So on the way back from shows, that's all we do is I just ask him things and make sure he asks me back and Cutshaw uh Stone Cold Steve Austin. Have uh have you ever been to Sierra Nevada's brewery in Asheville? Yeah, it's tight, man. I that, have not, and I won't talk oh, so bad. It's so great if you can get in there. Um, it's just getting it from the taint or the tap. Like, this is my favorite beer, and getting it straight from the source is just absolutely delicious. I say taint. You did. Fudge. Fudge old you were, we're two minutes into this podcast. And and I already got to mark it explicit. Isn't this how I got oh, my I job at PWX, though? Didn't I say a joke about somebody's, like, holing in their butt? And, like, that's what happened. I said, uh, I don't know. How? All right, before we get yeah, going, this is season four of the Tuesday Dang. special, or now known as the Tuesday podcast. Uh, you can get it on iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Uh, ads have played. I don't even know how I'm going to work this out yet, because this is the first episode back after a year off. Debut episode, huh? The debut of the new season. Yeah. Like, we made it to season four because yeah. we can't get canceled because it's my show. Yeah. On my you platform. Should, yeah. And we shouldn't really say, I'm, I'm trying not to get canceled either. No, we're not getting canceled. It's, uh, I don't want to talk about the cancel culture. Yeah. I just had a no, we, I don't want to. huge talk about that with some very high-end people in uh, Chicago this past weekend. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this is Dave Foster. Dilly dilly. Extraordinaire. <laughs> I've known, hey, how long have I known you now? I think the first time I met you, Ethan introduced me to you at maybe the show that shall not be named or before that. What's the show that not, shall not be named? Huh? The the show where... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I shouldn't say the, the midlife crisis. The midlife crisis. But it was my Shout first... Shout out Cubics. Hey, I like him. Uh, it was my first show. Don't sh- bother me. He hates Brian, I think. I don't think he hates me. Me and him had some good I don't want to get in the... I yeah. it, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So we're running down a list of people to bury and that's viralprowrestling.com. Yeah. The uh that yeah. The yeah. so that's was I an asshole? No, you have always been nothing but okay. really freaking nice Good. to me. I like to ask people that. I try yeah. my best not to be I come across as an asshole sometimes. No, but you're I, but just when I'm in the zone. Yeah, no, you're focused. Like yeah. when I was uh you know, we filmed the show earlier tonight and when I went over to you, I just knew I had to ask you really direct things and get really direct answers. Yeah. And like, if you just, you need to just learn how to work with people and Me? then, then you're, oh, okay. no, no, just in general. Like that's your, I, that's your preference. I'm not going to like BS um, you, no. you know? Well, I'm, yeah, I'm very direct, but yeah. I used to be a lot worse than I am now. I've mellowed out a lot. If you ask anybody, you ask Ethan, you ask Skylar, you ask Cedric, you ask anybody. Me in the early days was bad. Well, do you, did you feel like it was because you really had to like prove your, worth in that sense because right now you're kind of on like the like every like you're established at this point because i feel the same way it's weird it's i hate being this sounds so weird i I hate being established i want every time Mm. i work i have i have this work ethic that every time i do something for somebody no matter if it's here aaw uh new japan i feel like i it's my day to prove my worth to them 
and that's the only way you level up too. Like that's yeah. the only way you get better is if you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Because this is all extra to me. Like, you know, I yeah. got into it when I was 28 like this. So every time I'm in here, it's, all right, do the best you can today. Be the best you can to be exactly. to people. Help put other people mm. over. Because that's literally all the only, my only job. And just go for it. And, like, it's, like, I have a weird mindset. And, like, me and Jaden were just talking about this. about I don't have an ego. And I wish I did at some points in time. But I don't know. I'm one of those I found this out in art school is I, I don't know how good I am. That sounds egotistical, but I don't mean it that way. And I don't care to know how good I am because I mean, because it doesn't matter to me. Exactly. What matters to me is if, if somebody pays me to do a commercial, I want that commercial to do what they want it to do. If we have a show and this is what a lot of, I think fans are starting to realize, but some talents don't even realize is there's so much more than, just showing up to a building and put on a show mm-hmm. that goes into it. Yeah. And that's why I get very anal when people like fuck shit up is because like there's so much that goes into this. And if something goes wrong and it can be avoided, that, that irks me. Now, and I get that too. And that's like, I have to tread a being a ring announcer or doing commentary. I have to tread this like weird imaginary line where it's, I want to put everyone else over. Hi. I want to I want to get my stuff in, but that's not number one, number two, number three, number four, or number five priority. My job is to get other people over. If they interact with me in the ring, like it happened a few times tonight. Brian, everybody, everyone, yeah. clap at home. He's already been on the podcast. He was on episode two or three. Two? Man, you start off. Season. Man, you, you must have gotten a lot better at this point. I know. It's terrible. Um, but thank you, you, Brian. But you know, like it, it's just about. Brian, I'm talking, <laughs> brat. But it's just about uh, trying to help other people get over. And it's actually, that's a real, really cool thing for my, like to keep my ego in check because it's very much, I've gotten all these opportunities. And I'm, oh man, I am so freaking thankful for you and everything and Ethan and every single person that has helped build me up. That really like an ego is like all these people invested in you and you're going to have an ego about it. Yeah, I, you know, like I think when when you get older, how old are you now? I'll be thirty three this month. Happy okay. birthday to me! Yeah, happy happy Thank early you. birthday. Thank you. I turned thirty eight last month. Yeah, I know I don't look that old. No, you're great. But the it's like I don't even know that I had an ego when I was younger. I've always been more so on the verge of helping people out more more than me being the star of the show, yeah. and it's hard. It's hard with Tuesday. It's hard with anything that I do individually because I burn out on it because I don't, there's no justification in, or there's no reward in it. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird because, like, I'll release the Tuesday episodes. I'll release this episode, video and audio, on Tuesday.com if you want to listen to it. Oh, uh, shilling. Exactly. And I will hate it until, like, six months from now, and I go back through my YouTube channel and watch some of it, and I'm like, this was a good time. Like, I like the way I did yeah. this. I like the way I did that. I, it's, I hate, and I hate that about me, but also that's a drive, like a driven force in where I am. But to go back to what you said about make sure you get everybody else over, like you have to get yourself over at some point too. Because I, before mm-hmm. you know it, everybody else is over and you've helped them get to that level and you're still here. 
Well, that's why I try and get, and that's the percent where I have to get my stuff into. Like GM Dave, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of like at, at, when you signed me for like commentary up here. This is like my two year anniversary this month, and nice. I feel like I was like kind of you kind of signed me, not signed me tryout, but like mm-hmm. sight unseen. Like you saw a little bit, but I feel like someone just like Ethan was probably Somebody, just. Like, I think Ethan went to bat for you. Yeah, exactly, and that's so. If and someone I have goes, people that I trust. Yep, and also I'm very truthful on if you suck i'll tell you you suck and i'm still here once again but you don't suck thank you but once again it goes back to there's a lot that goes into this Mm -hmm. and now i'm reaping the reward this is the last thing we're gonna say about me because this isn't about me this is for me to find out more about you yeah okay now i'm reaping the award the reward of delegating because Mm -hmm. i can see my work ethic and my expertise showing up in other people who did not have it when they showed up no, and I, yeah man that's what it's all about yeah. that's what it's all about because so it's funny i was sitting our uh timekeeper night our, our bell guy um was a student i coached at so i i work full-time at the university of south carolina and i'm a career coach so i help people get jobs that's, that's what we're living. gonna cover next yeah and so i teach a class i teach a couple classes which is why i think i'm so kind of natural in the ring like mm-hmm. I, I i'm a show showman yeah. so like i got i want to engage people I can tell that the first time i ever met you Cool. And hopefully it comes from a genuine place because yes, it, it does. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, but I was tutoring him or I was helping him find a career and he's like, you know, through COVID, I've been watching AEW. I heard, I remember you saying something about wrestling and it was that little thing and now he's doing timekeeping at Pure mm-hmm. and it only took him like two months to do it and I've been freaking, <laughs> it took me like three years to get here. <laughs> little jerk. But it is cool to bring, to lift up other people and that's my favorite that's why i love commentary so much is because all you're doing you can get your stuff in every once in a while i still feel like oh speaking of i don't go back and rewatch. i ask like yeah me either i i, I can't i i ask elliot how it went um from the heat seekers i have people that i'll ask like how's your match but the best thing that chip day said to me um i saw him last week and my fiance has heard this uh 18 times by now um but i saw chip last week and you know he had that probably the best match I've ever called in my life with Davey Richards. Mm-hmm. And Chip Day told me that, like, he really enjoyed my commentary on that match. And I'm never going to listen to it because I'm not going to do that to myself. I hate the sound of my own voice. Yeah. Which is so funny that I do what I do. But I get hearing it from people that, because other people are going to know better than me. Like, if I was bad, you or Trevin or Brett or Kevin, someone would tell me, like, hey, try doing this. And I'm open to it absolutely open to it but i think i found something where since i started later i found something to where my ego was kind of already like i was already established as a human being almost when i started and i think that helped me a lot it's the reason i love you on commentary is because you're a fan yeah you're not you're not you're not jaded by the business not yet and this is what i tell everybody is you have brett who is like uh mike tenay the stats who knows everything you have Trevin, who is like almost like a radio broadcaster. Yes. Like he has his cadence, he has his presentation, he has his lines that he gets out. You, you are the perfect in between. In between, because you bring that fan out of it. Oh, I it's, just want to tell it's stories. Like, it's like yeah. Continuously every month, if we said we're gonna get a fan and put them on commentary, and they're gonna freak out, or like when fans freak out because they're really a fan. That's you. Yeah. Like we. Like, you think it's a blessing. I'm blessed that I have somebody like you cool. that can sit in that middle seat that can give that to the, the audience. That the excitement. Because I 
freaking love PWX. That's, that's it's so, so good. That's what's so interesting about like how different viewpoints of situations. Yeah. Is like I'm I you look at it as like I'm which I don't I I get it, but I don't understand it of people saying I, I I'm so blessed to be a part of PWX. And I like I don't want to say that we haven't put in a ton of work. We haven't done things right. We haven't had like balls roll our way. We have. And my brain lives in like five five year increments. Like anything less than or over five years ago is like another lifetime. To same, me. same, same. So when people like same. there was people talking about back when the great outdoors were tag team champions in PWX, the great outdoorsmen, were like Jake Manning and Grizzly Redwood. And I'm mm. like, oh my God, I didn't even remember. Yeah. I don't even like, I don't even remember those shows. It's crazy to look at PWX. It's almost like when I started about two years ago, like the last crop of talent went up. Yep. You know, that was when, and I met, you know, Cedric at AAW before I even got started. I think maybe in that summer, maybe in summer 16, summer 17. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just funny, the, the connections, because now you're part of production for them or doing something, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. it's just so funny how small the wrestling world is. And now I, I remember back to that show, and either I know most of them or most of them are on TV, either Monday, Wednesday, or so Friday weird. night. It's, it's wild watching AEW Dark and being like, buddy, like yeah. Drake, hey, yeah. my buddy, or, yeah. or Yuda or somebody like that. It just, and, you know, I think you uh, you gave a speech earlier to the um, to the talent, and, you know, you said, like, PWX is essentially AAA baseball, and it freaking is, and for me to get there this close, like, this kind of quickly and by happenstance, all, all of this is just, uh, like, a dream that I never even, I've been watching wrestling my first, since I was a kid, my first dream I remember is of Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Like it's the first dream I remember. Mm. Um, and so it's it's funny that you know not everyone gets to to you know chew on that, live that dream. Yeah, and yeah. so that's why I'm always. And everyone's like, "You're so positive, Dave." I'm like, "No, I go to therapy, like just like everyone else." Do like, you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does it help? I've been teetering. <laughs> I don't think I need it. Well, I but, mean that, but you would like have to. You can be, only hear like a certain amount of those self help yeah. ads on podcasts before you're like, I mean, I might try this. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, it's like me I'm a smart individual, but every single human being has their blind sides. For me, I think uh, my therapist, therapist asked me a really freaking good question. So I do ring it out. I, you know, I do wrestling almost every weekend. Don't, don't go over any therapist. No, I'm going to give you Patient. something. Patient, okay. I'm going to give you something good. Let's no, because it's really like I asked. And I was going to transition to how you became a professor, <laughs> teacher. At yeah, USC. yeah, we'll get, yeah, but, we'll get okay. to that. But um, let me, yeah, you try to sway me yay or nay on the therapy thing. Okay, so for me, I am go-go. It's not too much for you to talk about. No, okay. no, I don't care. I asked him the other day, like, where does stupidity come from? Because I don't understand how people can be so stupid. And like, so that's, I am cynical. Like, there, there is, that, that comes from uh, upbringing. Upbringing and lack of self awareness, it, it because you have to be self aware to be able to change, and that's why I feel like I'm is very self aware. No, that's what oh, I mean. Okay. That and what I know. But I asked him the other day. He's like, you know, I hear you talking about all the things you do, like you do wrestling, you uh, run a tutoring business, you mm-hmm. you teach at USC, you uh, like are the head of like this like little fitness group and all this stuff. Like, uh, who are you when you're not doing stuff? That's a good question. 
I have no, and, and, you know, it's actually, uh, he was telling me like, you know, that's a lot of what like research says about masculinity yeah. is that men are people that always felt like they had do, do, do shelter, uh, put those emotions deep mm-hmm. down, do, do, do provide, provide, provide in one way or another. And I really don't have an answer for him. Like I don't, uh, I I'm being like, as authentic. I feel like this is going to turn into a therapy session. Yeah. Yeah. So who am I when I'm not here? Oh, you wouldn't know. I was, well, I was battling like legitimately. That's what's so crazy about this. It's the way the universe works. I was battling yesterday with, I don't want to feel the need to have to be important at PWX. I don't want to be Brother. driven by people feeling the need to come thank me or see me as the gatekeeper of their future and all that stuff. I don't want that. And I'm so scared. I don't think I have it because I, I like I try to be real with everybody. I yeah. Mean, but I, I don't that's a very fine line to walk. It's interesting because it's it's how to deal with power. Yes. Like and the way I've always dealt with power and I believe people should deal with power is with power comes responsibility and opportunities for others. Mm-hmm. So that's why when speaking of like the PWA stuff, that's why whenever we do, we're doing a New Japan show in Atlanta. Do I they say, need a ring I announcer? Say, hey, let's use the PWA kids mm-hmm. because they help us all the time. They're the and best. And let's bring them up so they can experience this. And then that's why I say Brad and Kevin are coming with me to this New Japan show to help with production. Yep. So you guys can see what they can do. Yep. And the next thing you know, they're sitting on that panel of production people during the live shows with us and running the screens and doing all this. If, if you just, for anyone that needs advice in this industry, and I mean, I don't have a lot of experience, but it's getting there. Like yeah. it's accumulating for sure. If you do your best when you show up and you're good to people, mm-hmm. you will, because I think it's pretty passe, the old, like, because I don't see it really in any locker room, the whole, like, Respect is earned, and so like I yeah. get it. It's That's kind of, implied. It's on its way out. That's how it it's was on its way out. When I yes, in two thousand three, when I started, yeah, it's and, how it was. And there's just no, and I never get it because I'm also not swimming in the stream of all the wrestlers trying to get over. So like I'm like, hey, I'm Dave. How can I put you over, man? Talk about uh, the nicest icebreaker you could give somebody. Whether I'm getting commentary notes or I'm getting their info, I'm like, whatever you want to help me get you over, and like. That's cool because you're. I'm. I'm trying to lift well, up it's just like, other people. Like today, I, I approached two people and I said, "What?" It was one of the best questions I've ever asked because I don't know. I don't know if people can tell this. Is I have like, and this might be everyone. I go through scenarios in my head, especially like pregame speeches before shows. Like this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. This is how I want to present it. This one, and it all just goes away. Oh, dude, you can't give me lines. Goes away. And also, it 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 helps in production that I have ADHD, but it doesn't help in life hmm. is because I, because I'm like clinically diagnosed with ADHD. I was on Adderall for a year and for that year, I was the most productive person. Yeah. You're probably there. Superman, but eventually. Yes. And, but I didn't, I became, I felt like I was becoming reliant on it. Like every morning before I woke up and I had to go to work, I took, I took a, like one of those extended release Adder- mm-hmm. Adderalls. And there's also, I don't know if Pete, like if anybody ever took Adderall, it's like when you talk when you talk about yourself, you get like a high in your head, yeah. And it makes you just continuously talk. Like I love Joe Rogan always says, it's like you can they sound like a crackhead because they all, all they do is talk about themselves. Yeah. And what it is is because whenever you talk about something that interests you, 
Like it's like a high that you can feel. And what's in more interesting to you than talking yeah. about yourself? And talking about you and your achievements and what you're doing. Yeah. And I hated that. So shout out to Onnit. I got on. To Onnit, I got on great. Alpha Brain, and it weaned me off Adderall. Is I, I haven't been on it since. Is Alpha Brain tight? Because I've yes. always wanted to try it. I like it. What the thing? Let me go back. The thing I love about Adderall is not because I can focus and do stuff, because you don't take Adderall and try to do production because you can't skip from one thing to another. No. That's one of the, my secret weapons for how I'm good at like live production is because I have ADHD and I can do this, but then jump to this, then do this, then jump to this. Then do oh, this, I heard you tonight on the, on the headset. I yeah. mean, it was and it's, bonkers. And it's easy for me, and it kind of feeds my, like, my dis, I don't want to say disability, but... It's you like connecting dots, yeah. right? Like you like connecting yeah, but, it all together. But none of the dots have to go to a destination. Mm-hmm. Like I can just start start this line and just let it fucking Bye. go. Yeah. Like I had a management job and that was one of my biggest, uh, the biggest critiques in my management mm-hmm. job is I would, I would start something and then I'd get to here and I'd start something else. And I'd yeah. get to here and I'd start something else and nothing ever, ever crossed yeah. the finish line because I had so much going yeah. on. Oh, I get that. And, but fuck, where was I going? Talking about science, exactly. Or? ADHD at its finest. Yeah, oh at yeah. Finest. Oh, we're there. We're never. There's oh. no script. This is great because I think I had a point about four minutes ago, and we that that ship or the train has left the station on that yes. one. But yeah, go to the, you know therapy school. I, I I think I want to do just it. go talk. I'm not to somebody. scared of it by any means. No, no, no. I just like I feel like if I lived in Los Angeles, and this is me making a general generalization yeah. about a certain geographical location. I feel like if I lived in Los Angeles, there'd be tons of places that I could just yeah. call and say, I want to do therapy. Mm. But I don't, and, but I also, you got to find the right one. And that's a whole, like I got a referral from my best so, friend. And you. It's so, I don't feel like I'm depressed and I don't think only depressed people should go to therapy, but I, I feel like I don't have any depression. I, there is a scare in my brain that I'm driven by things that are coming up. So it's been so long. So I've been doing PWX for 10 years. And with that comes, oh, I have a show in three weeks. I have to get to that show. Oh, oh I have a show in three, in three weeks. I have to get to that show. Yep. So there's always a destination piece that you can get to that keeps you driven. What happens if you don't have a destination piece? What happens if you have nothing coming up? What happened to you during covid um, I turned into a shriveled up ball, dried up pruned ball of I myself. I created my own destinations. Yeah. So I created, I created Tuesday. I created yeah. the Tuesday challenge. I created work because one flaw I have is if I say I'm going to take a day off, I get about three hours into that day. Bored. And then, and then after yeah. three hours, like, I need to do something. Yeah. I, have to, I have to do, I have to, I can, I can edit this video. I can rebuild this. I, can, I need to rebuild this website that doesn't need to be rebuilt. And it's like, so I know there's flaws there. And yeah. I know there's things I can talk through. But then again, I say, I, like, I'm happy with my life. You found a way to make your strengths in your, so I'm the youngest of four. So like being in the center of a wrestling ring and being the center of attention literally was yeah. my entire growing up. So like I found a way, I'm a cheerleader. I found a way to make that work. Yeah. It, but there's just, I don't know. There's just something, I want to know. I bet it would be, I bet our therapy sessions would actually be pretty similar because yeah, it's like. We're, I'm going to call this therapy session what, with Dave Foster. Yeah, cool. Oh, none of us are licensed. I got B minus in counseling though. That was cool. But who are you when you're not doing shit? Yeah. Dad. I don't. A dad. Yeah. Oh, well, you're, then you always yeah. have that. Yeah. I mean, like, 
if there's anything that my son made me realize, it was it's crazy because everybody I've ever heard talk about having a kid. My kids will be three in November. October, shit. <laughs> October. Cut it. We can no, edit and the, post. No, the 11-year-old is, is yeah. that's my inherited kid. Uh, the 11-year-old is November. Uh, Garrison is October 16th, which is Katie's birthday, too. That's fun. Mom's birthday. They share a birthday, which means I only have to buy one gift, and that's for Garrison. <laughs> but uh, Yikes. But, see, I don't even know where I was going with that. Uh, when you are you without like when you're not with ADHD. whatever man uh, fa- uh, being when you're not doing stuff well, yeah. you're being okay down. so everybody it's a weird situation because everybody when they say their kids born like they work for them everything they do is to build a big a future for them and it is thank you for the birth control and it is but it's so weird how once again the universe works is because when my son was born was when everything started happening. Like when the New Japan thing started yeah. happening. When yep. the AAW thing happened. And next thing you know, I'm making the most money I've ever made in my entire life. And a lot of that is coming from wrestling. Yeah. That's cool. And I got a new job. Like I got a new full-time job doing a graphic design. So you're flipping and that too. So everything's yeah, new to you. Like, like what, like, what is this? Have, is this the good karma that I, that I, that I receive once? And once again, I love it because, one, like, I, I understand that ev- that not everybody's blessed. For a long time, I wasn't blessed. I loved my job. I always, yeah. like, I loved working in healthcare. Absolutely loved it. I, w- I would still do it if I didn't have the opportunity to do graphic design. That's how much I loved it. But now, like, I'm working in the, my field that I went to school for. Hmm. And I'm working for New Japan. I'm working for AAW. My man. I'm working, I'm, yeah. I'm building PWX still, and we're back on track when we've been off track for the last three years and it's just like i'm just waiting for something i i feel that i mean i'm not there yet like as in my wrestling journey but like i really do feel like trying to and it's ego check of course like i try and check my ego but it does feel like i'm not even i mean like doing this stuff's amazing and i hate that i'm saying this to you but like I think there's just still so much more I'm going to end up doing in wrestling. And and that's freaking tight, dude. The craziest thing about success that I've found, and I don't even think I have success, but I have some, is I'll use the analogy that I used whenever I got my management job at the hospital. So I worked in a hospital for 18 years in an ER. Well, ER most of the 18 years. Mm -hmm. I, I skipped around for five. So... Five years before I left, I got a management job in healthcare. Never thought, like, was never working towards management. The way it came about was I saw something on the website, on the interwebs, and I said, hey, I called called my boss, who I was really, like, I was really tight with, and I said, said, hey, what's, what's going on with this management job? Because I know it's been open for a while, and it's in the ER. I'm very, I know about the ER. And she's like, well, we just hadn't found the right fit yet. And I said, well, let me interview. And three months later, I had yeah. the job of being the boss of an ER, which was big for me. And the realization that I had whenever I was called was everything that I had done in, in, unintentionally to that point had prepared me for yep. that. My man. And that blew my fucking mind in a sense of like, when I when I, I used when I first started in the ER, I worked six PM to two AM. That was my shift. I loved it because I was in college. And 
whenever the third shift person would call out, I would just say, I'll work the rest of the shift until 7 a.m. if you give me tomorrow off. That was my, that was my play. And that became Patrick is reliable. So Doing the stuff that other people don't want to yeah, do. Like Patrick's reliable. So in management's mind, like Patrick's one of the most reliable employees because anytime Myra, who was a third shift person, love her to death. I don't, I don't even know if she's still alive. But uh, she was older. Okay. But awesome coworker. This is the beer talking now. Yeah, she's dead now, yeah, though. You killed her. Yeah, man, come on. I'm weak. Uh, I'm not, I can't drink another one. They're, like, they were, I would stay. And that was, like, the genesis of the build of what became Patrick is going to be good for this job. I'm, I love listening to how, and it's all scaled, but, like, how successful people, and being successful is a mindset. It's not, you're going to fail. You're going to fail this. You're going to fail that. But the successful and resilient mindset is, like, you know, I know I'm taking one for the team right now. Eventually, yeah. you do have to, like, you know, give up the goose a little bit mm-hmm. and be like, I'm actually not going to do that. But if you're trying to earn your keep, you do. And, like, how you were at the hospital, I feel like, is how I worked my way up, so to speak, with, with Pure. Yeah, hold on. I mean, tell me. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to No, that's it. I'm done. Tell me how you became a – are you a professor? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird. So I went to school in 2007. I went to Susquehanna University up in Pennsylvania. And I just never left school. So I went from... Were you addicted to school? Or were you addicted to learning? No. None of that. I'm addicted to helping people. And I found... So my senior year, I was trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. I have a marketing degree that Mm -hmm. I kind of use in PCW, but like, that's it. Um, And I was like... a business administration degree. Yeah. Hey, look at us. Boom. Hey, uh, PSA, if you don't... first degree. If you don't know what you want to do with your life, get a business degree. Yes. I went it, to community college, got a business degree. Then I went to private art school and got an art degree that I'm like I've paid for since 2008, and I still owe the balance. Oh, I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna. The reason it's, I started a tutoring business is because I I have student loans from a. I went to a private liberal arts institution for undergrad, and then I went to grad school after that. I got mo- uh, at Ohio <laughs> University. I got most you of my. Beat me. I got my grad school paid for, but the interest on the horrible loans I took out for undergrad just accumulated, so it's like I paid for it anyway. If you learn anything from this podcast, I don't really <sighs> care when I say this. Do not go to private college. No, man. And it's it's it was I would not exchange that experience for anything except yes. all my money back. Yes. But it was it really so uh, going to a small school it's a sandbox so like I I love playing music so I got to go play like little acoustic shows oh, and that's another thing I need to talk to you yeah about. I I'm a weird I have a lot a lot of everything and it's I bought weird it's, you're an artist yeah welcome thank you I just play Slipknot covers on my Jim Root Telecaster I hate these that days you play guitar I've had a guitar <laughs> once again I'm making this about me the, I don't care to relate to someone who can't play guitar. Can play Hootie and the Blowfish, and I only want to be with you. Uh, yes, no, yes. no, no. no. Uh, let her cry. No. Oh, you would. No, it's not let her cry. It's uh, <laughs> just you in the dark. What is just it? Going, it, might, yeah, it is cry. let her cry. It is let her cry. <laughs> I, just, I can play that. There's play one candle. Field, there you go. There you go. It's always a go-to at parties when you're drinking. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, the I can play the Aaron Lewis version of uh, the Rascal Flat song. Somebody help me. Uh, I'm not going to help you because um, I hate Aaron Lewis. What? <sighs> Whatever. So I went to a concert in 2001. Yes. It was okay. Family Value Store. It was Dead Sea, Static X, 
uh, Lincoln Park, uh, Stained, and Sunset Pilots. And you hate Aaron Lewis? And three of those five lead singers are dead, and the crappy ones are still... Don't bring this down. You, why do you hate Aaron Lewis? I don't really want to get into it. Is, did he do something to you? Oh, no. You should, like... You should look him up now. Oh, I know now. I just don't... His shit, now because he's an asshole to his fans? Yeah. So here's the thing. No, All right, no, no I'm going to stand up for this. No, I'm going to stand up for this. Is, this are you is still what, in frame? This is, You're not this, in frame. This is, what, this is what Aaron Lewis does while Mike Mushok, their guitarist, is crushing a the, the sweet riff. The... Dude, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's insane. He's the man. So then Aaron Lewis just stands there and is like, never meant to fade away. Hey, never are people, meant are people to... buying tickets? You like Corey Taylor? Uh, don't do that to me. They are not the same. They are not the same. I, they are not. They're not same. Corey Taylor's my, my boy. Like Dave Grohl, number one. For Dave, me. Yeah, for okay. Me, just because of the shit that he's done. His yeah. Out, his outlook on everything. Yep. I, I, can't, I can't find anything that he has professed his outlook about that I disagree yeah. with. And I think that's what comes and out with Corey Aaron Corey Taylor's so. number two for me. Nice. Yes. Yeah. I think Even it's, though I'm not a Slipknot fan, Snuff is one of my favorite songs ever. You're, so you like more, you probably like Stone Sour a lot yes. more. Yes, I like Stone mm-hmm. Sour. So, and but Stone Sour's tight, especially when Jim Roots in the, was in the band. I the, I don't know if it's called Can, Can't, Can, but Can't, the song that Corey Taylor recorded the vocals for from the... Oh, from Ken the Can't with yes. uh, Dave Grohl, yes. and they did it at the with sound studio. Rick Nelson. Yeah, dude. That, I'm going to listen to that if on the way home. Anybody who's listening or anybody sitting from in the From Ken audience, to Can't. If you have not seen Sound City documentary uh, on Prime, maybe, you might have to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, you need to watch it's it. It's great. It's about the Nirvana. Are you a music guy? You look like a music guy. Yeah. Okay. He likes Coheed and Cambria. I'm not sure if that counts. Oh, okay. Jesse's never listened about, to music. It's about the, it's about the board. The board sounds for Nevermind. Yeah. Nevermind for uh, in utero. I think was Ar- no, not Ario Speedway. Uh, what's the fucking landslide girl? Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Steamy Britches. It's a great documentary. Anything yeah. that Dave wrote. If you've seen, uh, what's the ones he did for HBO? Oh, the like the players circle thing. To, no, 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 where they went to the different cities and recorded a song in each city. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I can't remember the name. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's no, so I, good. I loved it. And I loved In Your in your Honor was peak Foo Fighters for me. But, dude, we saw them um, for the first time ever at Epicenter two years ago. They had no reason to play three hours. At, there may have been a, it was a festival my, date. My Most buddy, people play 12 songs for festivals. You know? I saw them in Greensboro. You said Greensboro? Uh, no, uh, Rockingham. Which, okay, Remember when we had a PWX show there in the middle of nowhere? Yes. With 150 people. There, uh, and then COVID happened. And then COVID happened. <laughs> COVID knew what the fuck was going on. I made a COVID joke on commentary, and I feel it did not oh, age like it's milk. Fine. It's fine. Sorry, cut it. The uh, <laughs> I went and saw the Foo Fighters in Greensboro. That's not my story. But I went to, I went to see the Foo Fighters in Greensboro. The Strokes opened up for them. That were Tight. Fantastic. Yeah. But my friend got, he was going to get me a ticket, but he could only buy two tickets when the Democratic National Convention was in Charlotte. Foo Fighters played the played. Fillmore. And he went and they played three hours with no opening band. Until, at, the at the Fillmore? Oh my God. I'm so pissed. When do you ever see an arena band at in, the Fillmore? At 2000, the Fillmore. A 2000, like it was not even seats. They don't have seats. No, nah, man. I saw Fozzie at the Fillmore. And I'll probably see Fozzie again. I've uh, never seen Fozzie. Dude, uh, they're coming to Columbia. You know what I did see at the Fillmore? Flogging Molly. I bet that was fun. Yes. I bet the whole place rocked. I had no idea. It's so funny because I had, this is when I booked weddings, when I filmed weddings. I had booked a wedding. It was $1,000. 
and uh, it was, well, a thousand dollar down payment because weddings are insanely yeah. Priced. That's and why people will pay that shit. I won't. That's and, why we're getting married in Japan. Weddings. Nope. Like I did it for two years, made the most money I've ever made in my entire life uh, from like art, like from that. It's cool. uh, right now, I'm making the most collective. Like, Coll- monthly, yeah, I'm that the same money. way. Yeah, and uh, I had just booked a wedding. And we went, and it was my best friend's wife at the time. And she is, like, her band. Like, she, that's, she's Irish. She loved it. And so I paid for VIP. And they went up to the front. I, I understand my place as a six-foot-two male they, individual. Oh, thank you. Don't crowd surf. When, when, no, when it's a standing room only place is I stand in the back because I can see over everybody. Uh, but they Good went man. up to the front, and I stood in the back. And I met a guy with his wife, and... I figured out that the guy that I met that was standing back there with me was the graphic, one of the graphic designers for Live Nation, but became my friend later because he is the graphic designer for Cabarrus Brewing. Wow. How crazy is Dude, that? Dude, the whole world. The universe. It, it, it's so. It's the third time I've said this. The way the universe works is it, insane. No, I'm, so how I got down to South Carolina is the same thing. Like, so I finished grad school at OU. Um, got a degree in higher education, looking for the first job. And I went on to apply to like 150 to 200 jobs. I got so many interviews and nothing was working. Nothing was working. And that just so, yeah, it, like I didn't, I, I was like, know what that's like. To, yeah. Well, it's how, fu- how crazy is this shit to our live audience uh, is I had the same job from the time that I was 18 to the time that I was 37 did you get a couple raises in there, pal? Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, like, worked, I worked for the same healthcare system. Dang. And so, and when I got my graphic design job, it was like a transition. It was like a yeah. phone call. It was, it was a text message that said, hey, are you looking for freelance work? I said, I'm not, but what do you got? And it was, shout out Kirby Mack, if you remember Kirby Mack. That's who hooked me up with it. And uh, he's like, then I, I signed a, like a contract to do freelance work. After a week, they were like, we want to hire you full time. Sign to do full time, so it was a transition. So I haven't had to look for a job in, yeah. in twenty years, and that's the way to do it. I mean, if you can go into a job interview or or any, not even a job interview, but if you can just get by, like if your reputation's that's what I knew. I knew as soon as someone finally gave me a chance, yes. I was going to build my empire, my empire yeah. uh, to be egotistical. But I knew that that's as soon as someone well, as soon as someone gave me a shot, I was mm-hmm. going to put a chip on my shoulder from all those denials. Yeah. So I ended up getting a job at USC. Where did you live then? Like when you got the job at USC? I was in Athens, Ohio. So I went straight from grad school and then I moved down here in 2013. When I finally got the job, I remember exactly when it happened. I was watching Dark Knight Rises. It was the bridge scene. Great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Were they on the bus? We're on the bus. Last through. Yeah. Yeah, it was there. I got buzzing on my phone. I got the call saying, hey, and I had no ties in South Carolina. It was you follow the movie? No, I, I, okay, so I actually came back to it after I got the phone call when- You walked off, didn't you? I walked Are off. Are you a walker? When yeah, you, oh yeah, you, I got you get, pace. You get phone? Okay. I have to pace. Yeah, especially yes. if it's important. And so I got off, I, I, I was like, hey, can I call you back real quick? Hung up the phone, I puked. Hold on. You, somebody offered you a job, you said, can I call you back real quick? No, I mean, like, I was like, hey, thanks, um, like- can you like? Can you send me the offer? Whatever. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember it's because a blur, it? it's a blur, yeah. and I because I carried that on my shoulders for so because it was mm-hmm. July. Most people get jobs by May, yeah. and I had the first final round interview in February of my entire like cohort class. Mm-hmm. I was the last person to get a job, and so 
like I was watching all my friends. I was mm-hmm. I was getting on campus interviews like final rounds. I just wasn't seeing yeah. the deal. But if it if it took any less time, I wouldn't have came to South Carolina. Yeah. I wouldn't have found my fiance randomly at an Oktoberfest. Like the way serendipity oh, works yes. is nuts. This is this is my thing when people say like believe what you want to believe when it comes. Law to of religion. attraction is a thing. Yes, well, it's a thing. I'm sorry. It's it's a force like gravity. Yes, but it's believe if believe if you believe there's a god, good for you. If you believe in Allah, good for you. Whatever you whatever believe, it doesn't matter. Satanism is cool. Hail Satan. Hail yourself. You have a belief system. You cannot deny that you're on a path. There's a path. No, I am very much, I mean, I, you know, as soon as I started doing, well, as soon as I started doing, even before I started doing pro wrestling, I had dreams that I was like in a wrestling ring, not as a wrestler. Like I, I, I don't want it. Yeah. We're the same. I, my body is not made for that. I broke my ribs three oh, times in I'm like six not either, but I did it for six years. Yeah, well, you're stupid. I watched, I watched a bunch of bumps tonight, and I was like, no. it's like when I hear people talk about their kids, it's free birth control for me. When I watch people wrestle, it's free. Yeah, you're doing the right thing by staying out of the ring and just doing what you're doing. But You're, you're misguided with kids. Yeah, I don't, know. But no, I know. I know. I hear it from all on, my dad friends. Hold on, hold on. Don't do it until you've done everything you want to do. Yeah, and I'm just not there yet. There's a place. I mean, I was... 36 when I had my son. Oh, yeah. That so, was a couple of years down. When I had my son, I was like, I've done. Yeah. like I'm not done living this yet. Is, this, this sounds so morbid, but I, I believe it, is if I died tomorrow, I would be happy with the experience that I've been able, that I've been blessed with yeah. up to this point. 100%. The, but the thing about kids is if I didn't have a kid, I could, like, I could die tomorrow. This sounds... This is and the so, legacy will end. So fucking morbid. No, the legacy no, no, will no, no, end. No. I could die tomorrow and not have to worry about anything. Like, that sounds like, tight. People people be sad. Like, but I've, I've lived an amazing life yeah. up to this point. Now, it's like, if I die tomorrow, like, Garrison will have his whole life without me. So yeah. it adds a whole nother... This going back to the fucking therapy thing. It adds a, it adds a whole nother aspect to life in general, in your thought process when yeah. it comes to life of... Like now, it, there's like this asterisk of like, but it's a continuation. It's almost this, like a but, semicolon. But just, this kid will won't have me, and what could what could I teach him? Which is so scary. As you said, I was misguided about having kids because that sounds like an existential crisis of like. No, 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 no. I think I've had two friends, Corey Hollis and Brad Wilson, that have had for, that have that have had their ki- first kid in the past two weeks. Yeah. Both of them. And Corey, who was the most selfish person out, like only Corey matters. You know, they recorded this live, pal. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. I'll tell him to his face. I love Corey to death. I think you're great. he was selfish. Every time, he, he doesn't call me anymore. He FaceTimes me. And every time I pick up the FaceTime, it's the kid. It's the kid. And he's like, she's wondering what you're doing, Patrick. And I'm like, that's amazing. And I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. No, and I mean, so it's, yeah, like, I get it. But I, I, I preface that with, with everyone that I say, having a kid is the most amazing thing to ever happen to you. But do all your single shit first. Yeah. Do all the shit that you would like, go to the places you want to go, do what you want to do. And then, and, and I also tell people that have kids when they're young, like, say, like, save money. And when they go to college, when they, when they grow up, 
go do all that shit. There's like I never had a college life. I lived at home when I went to college. Yeah. All, all through college, I either lived at home or I never lived on campus. I never lived that campus life. I never lived that dorm life. Hashtag dorm. Yeah. And it's, and it's fine. Yeah. But there's always a time to come back to that. Yeah. And Not it, that I'll ever do it. I'm too old now. No, you'll have like two beers and, oh, yeah. and your beers, ADHD like, oh, will kick in. And, and then we'll be talking about like giraffes. And gira- field and- Yo, I love giraffes. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, when my, when my buddy had his first kid, he literally said to me in all seriousness, and I absolutely believed him that my life didn't matter until I had my first kid. And I'm like, oh, I think my, well, it's like, it's like the, your, your, the importance of things, you're just perspective changes. Like you were saying with Corey, like, I don't know Corey Hollis really at all, but like his perspective changed. And when you change your perspective. You're that that's how it works. I'm listening to you. Yeah, no, what are you doing? What are you doing over there? Uh, I'm getting fussed at. Oh, cool. Good luck. Um, but yeah, so I got the job at USC and then um, I started in like a really tangential, I was like off campus living, but I knew I wanted to help build people up. Mm-hmm. Stayed in off campus living for five years. That's when I started wrestling training, which ended up turning into what this is now. Yeah. And um, now I'm a career coach. And I said it earlier. That's amazing. It's so, like, I just love helping people. And I don't know what that is because I was the youngest by eight years. Like, I shouldn't really? care about other people at all. Like, I should be a narcissist. Yeah. But there's just something about lifting other people up that really, I don't know, man. Well, I was know, meant to do it. people find their future. Yeah. Yeah. Like, learn, like, figure out their future. Yeah, because a lot of it is, I mean, essentially, I can't, like, I'll help them with the resume, with interviews, with tactile mm-hmm. stuff. But a lot of it is, like... I'm a 19-year-old kid, and I have absolutely no idea what I want to do. And I say, guess what, pal? Bring it in. Nobody knows what they want to do with their exactly. life because, but you need to get and some. And you're ex- not going to figure it out. N- ever. Sure. You're never going to figure out what you yeah. want to do. It, it's a natural progression. So anybody. It's a natural drive. Yeah. And so that comes back to like fixed and growth mindset. If you have a growth mindset, you will adapt and you will learn and you will be self-aware enough to say, okay, actually, I like doing this. Let me go dabble in this a little bit more. Yeah. I don't like doing that. Let me, it's not bringing me joy. Let me Marie Kondo that thing out of my life, right? And so people are so scared to, like, indulge in their passions. I'm not yes. talking about serial killers, but, <laughs> like, and, and the cool thing is about the wrestling culture we have here is if you're interested in wrestling, you could probably find something to do, whether it's helping set up the ring or ring the bell or anything like that. And it's cool, like, I, I'm not there yet, but I eventually want to be to where you are, where it's like, I've been around a long time. I've been, you know, seasoned and all that stuff. I've done, you know, all the shows, all that, to where, not that there's nothing new to me, but, like, people can come to me for advice. Yeah. Like, because I can't wait to be a coach, like, the way Ethan is. Because yeah. Ethan and I are really similar in a lot of different ways. Um, and that's one of them. We are helpers. We are, yeah. you know, and that's that's why we bond so much. And it's very much, I was a student, but now, you know, and I owe him literally all of this. I mean, yeah. I put in the work, but he gave me the opportunities, right? But everything that he, I can seal myself in a lot of how he treats the PWA mm-hmm. kids. And I think a lot of it is just from what I see, like really good work ethic, and like he just runs a tight ship, and so is Fluffman, and and all those guys. It's just it's cool to see the PWA because I was part of the last class. Literally, the Ethan and Ethan, Billy, and Malachi Matthews came in on a Tuesday. That Thursday before we had our last class with the guy that showed up like 
an hour and a half late every time. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that was cool about him was he had the million dollar man money bag, like the blue and yellow money bag. And I was like to carry his gear in. And then he came out to stricken by disturbed. And I was like, okay, I get wrestling now. (laughs) I was like, cool. Stricken, huh? Neat. The, have you ever met disturbed? No. Have I I ever met them? I have. You, you met David Draymond, Mm -hmm. John Moyer. Ozfest. Ty, wait, like in 2001? Yeah, it was way back. When the, oh, the, it probably, it probably was 2001. It was in Charlotte. Dang, that Ozfest was great. You had I everybody. I didn't see the main stage because I got there early. So you didn't stay late? Oh, God, no. It's like 100 degrees outside. Why are you 200 years old, man? At about 4 o'clock, I was like, fuck this. I'm going home. All the good stuff was still I coming. Know. Marilyn Manson, Disturbed, Ozzy, Black Label Society, I think that was that was yeah that was probably the main yeah 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 man I'm so excited to sweat at a festival sorry I'm missing pure next month but like I'm going my first concert in 18 months I may die there like and that's cool it's at a haunted penitentiary in Ohio yeah so it's incarceration it's uh I like the name of the yeah I N K because it's a tattoo festival ink incarceration it's a tattoo festival it's a tattoo and metal festival yeah at at uh, Ohio State Penitentiary in Mansfield Ohio one of the most haunted places in America are you into that yeah yeah I am although if I ever saw a ghost so like uh, if there's any ghosts that are watching this uh, please don't yeah because if I ever saw a ghost like sometimes have you seen Hill House Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I'm good. I don't want any of that. Like, I don't want to actually see a ghost. Prime movie. Yeah. Hell House. Is, I thought it was, was pretty fun. good. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, and no, if I ever, I love that stuff. But if I ever actually saw something, I don't know what it, I would love. No, I, I don't want to say this out loud, but say it out loud. It would be so interesting to see what that would like. If I saw like unequivocally saw a ghost, what I would I'm very interested to know how that would break my brain. Experience? My, so, um, my sister is very, very like, she like can feel witch? my grandmother. Okay. She can feel She's my, like a, just a uh, little, uh, what's the, what are they called? Like a medium medium. Yeah. But a, a little bit, not to the point she asks it to go away because I get it. Like I don't, yeah. and my brother, yeah. my brother chased that stuff until it got real, real for him. And he yeah. felt, he felt like this something on his back coming back Jesus from a haunting. Christ. And like, he was like, I felt sick. I felt awful for a couple of days. I'm like, that's called COVID, Mike. Yeah. But no, like he he was like, I'm never doing like he was a ghost. He did the EVPs. He would go really? on tours, do all that stuff. And then at a certain point, he was like, I think I'm done with that. Yeah. And, ve- and he's not easily spooked at all. And he was like, I'm done. So, so there's got uh, it's one of the, is the classic like if you're out looking for something, you're probably gonna find it no yeah. matter what you're doing. Yes, because it's law of attraction. In in the negative way. Have, because we talked earlier, have you ever seen a concert that you, you after it's over, you're like, there's nothing ever going to top that? That happened to me recently. Uh, go ahead. I don't think I have, I don't think I have one because there's times like when I come out of a concert and I'm literally drenched in not my own sweat, mm-hmm. it is the most euphoric. When you, in, do you get into the, yeah, oh, I'm in the pit. Yeah, oh, you're crazy. look at me, man. I have like a thousand. I go a thousand miles an hour at all times. I have a very like intense side, and and I channel it at the gym or I channel it listening to music or playing guitar. I need to keep it there. I call it yeah. the dragon. I have like this really negative ball of energy that's in me at all times, and it sucks. Ghost. I think it's rain. 
Oh, Palmer, I can't wait to drive back. Um, but like, you know, I had to keep in check. And one of the ways I do that, like one of the, I think about catharsis a lot. Like how am I release? How am I releasing these positive, uh, it, like emotions? And yeah. how am I doing that? Mm-hmm. And, and how do I, how do I process negative emotions? Which is why I'm going to therapy because like, my my smart brain or like my thinking brain mm-hmm. can tell my feeling brain how I'm how I should think. Yeah. But a feeling brain like that feeling aspect, eh, it's gonna do whatever it wants. Yeah. Like you can't discount your feelings like that. And so like I'm trying to learn how to process and like get good catharsis and stuff like that. And music does that for me. Gotcha. So no, I mean I've never seen the Avit Brothers at Red Rocks. I'm not sure. Well, are you gonna talk about that That's or? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's so weird because I owe everything to Katie because I had mentioned, so the Avett brothers, like there's a whole backstory of me doing like videos for them when they were first. Oh, cool. Growing, like, growing. Awesome. and I won't get well, into baby, it. Well, baby, all grew up. But I've all, I saw like a uh, live from Red Rocks Mumford and Sons concert on Showtime probably four years ago. And when I watched that, I was like, I have to go to this venue. Yeah. And, and any time, like, knowing it's never going to happen. It's in, like. Colorado. Yeah. It's never uh, going to happen. Uh, Pipe dream. town is in? But is it Boulder? I don't know. No, no, no. It's right outside. It's not Lakewood. We stayed in Lakewood. Uh, I can't think of it. Yeah. The, and for Christmas, open, like, I have a card from Katie for my Christmas gift. And I'm like, she got me a card. Cool. And open it, and it's tickets to Avitz at Red Rock. And I'm like, what? Like, for the first time ever, like, from a gift, I want to cry. Yeah. Because, once again, so special. this is nothing I would have never done for myself. No. no uh, and no. A, B, is the first time since Garrison was born that we've had a trip just for us two. Yeah. And C, I'm so big on experiences. Like, experience is the only thing you can take with 100%, you. 100%. Know? Uh, 1,000%. And that's why I'll spend money on an yep. experience. Same. Oh, And yeah. it's, like, and also the artistic side of me or the understanding of experience side of me allows me to take that in. Yeah. That's what's so weird about wrestling is I don't, I don't take it in. Like, Oh, when, I don't either. I, don't, yeah, I won't remember what happened no, tonight. Is whenever, like, I'm in Hammerstein's TV studio editing New Japan from Hammerstein Live on New Japan World. And I don't take it in until afterwards. Because it happens incrementally. Like, people are like, wow, do you ever just sit back? I actually, I think I asked Skyler this a bunch of times, Mm -hmm. uh, especially after uh, his debut last week. And I may have asked him this, but I've definitely asked him before. Do you ever just take it in? And it's one of those things where I get why people are like, what? No. Should Like, no. Like, Brett Wolverton takes pictures every single show. You know who doesn't? Me, yeah, me either. I, I like because it's incremental. So, I mean, if you would have told me three years, I had that great picture. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. I'm in the second row of PWX, and Ethan reaches over the first row and hugs me. It's on the, my wall in my office. It is the best. It was the one where Dreamer was there, and he faced uh, was it Jason Cade. Yeah, uh, that was oh god, it was all so good. Shelby. Yeah, yeah, I drove all the way there. Yeah, absolutely, just to watch wrestling, awesome. to go from that to being able to be to be part of it into yeah. the literal nth degree. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't be more part of it if I tried. I bet if I went back and talked to the kid that was sitting in, the, in, yeah, in that, it would have been tight. Like, and I, and 
especially 10 year, I think 10 year old me would think 32, almost 33 year old me is pretty tight. And I think that's cool. Yeah. You and know. it's like when I was at Red Rocks, I was, I just took it in like the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Oh. It was just like, this is catharsis. Like, it, it, like emotion comes over. Catharsis. Talk about it. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this is like, this is what life's about. Yeah. It's like this working your ass off to get that to the point of you get this. And that that's what life's about. And it's so weird that a fucking Avid concert at Red Rocks is what brings that out. Yeah, when uh, Slipknot plays People Equal Shit mm-hmm. and I'm in the pit yeah. and I'm crying from just the emotion the, and the built up emotion of the past 18 months. Mm-hmm. Like and because we're not back to normal again. Yeah. Like we, and just being able and they announced uh that you know you either have to be vaccinated or have three days um negative COVID test. Yeah. So I've been vaccinated since March. Yeah. It's just an extra layer of protection. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm gonna actually get to enjoy myself yeah. and and not think about just that, like just be and the music just, used yeah, to I used to go to concerts go. all the let time. Go and I need enjoy it. The moment. And and going to con- yeah, and going to concerts is the main way I, I do that. But I it's funny you talk about Red Rocks, it is a goal of mine too. Uh, I told you to bring me back a rock. It was so stupid. Dude, it's but the crazy thing is once you go, it's like it's attainable. Yeah. Like yeah, the first just thing, Colorado, the it's first a flight. Thing that me and Katie said when we were in the airport about to fly home is you need to take your dad to a show there. That's what she said to me. I was like, I think I'm going to. It's so a flight, whenever, a whenever hotel I, stay in the ticket. Whenever I saw my dad the next time, I said, hey, who would you want? Would you like to go see Zach Brown there? Would you like to go see, G- like, uh, Jimmy? Buffett. No, Walker. Jimmy. Yeah, I don't listen to any of that. It's singer-songwriter. My dad lived in San Antonio for uh, like so, five oh, years, so he's singer Good country, like yeah. John Prine was, is yeah. the god yeah. of music to him. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who John Prine is, look him up. He's all right. Unfortunately, he passed away last year because he's great. Yes, but uh, but yeah, I think that's how we'll end. Cool experiences. Experiences. Tight. Yeah, that was understand them. Understand them. Enjoy the catharsis. Let yourself feel. For gosh sakes. And if you work your ass off, allow yourself the opportunity to experience them. I'm gonna have a really nice drive home. I'm just gonna be like, I'm in a good place because it's just it is like you just have to. You have to allow yourself joy. Yeah. And and we're we're so curmudgeoned about experiencing joy. And this is something I'm working on. Like, I need to be in the moment, mm-hmm. experience, experience the joy, experience the negative thoughts as they come, the positive thoughts as they come, and bring float them to the surface and just find process the them and find the balance. Find the imbalance and do what you love and enjoy life. Yeah, man. And I'm so thankful for you to help me do that. So thank you. Oh, yeah.